My name is Jamie Atkinson, founder of podcastclosing.com, and this show is built for six and seven figure entrepreneurs with podcasts who are looking to grow and scale their customer acquisition using that show. If you're a six or a seven figure entrepreneur with a podcast and you want to get featured on this show to talk about your own podcast journey, go to top100interview.com. Now over to your glamorous host, Brittany Chaterbock, and don't forget to subscribe for daily interview content. Hey guys, welcome back to the show. I have a really exciting guest coming on today. I can't wait to share some of what he's got going on and um, everything that he's been up to lately in his journey. So Adam Keller, owner of Party Rental Company, he's the host of uh, YouTube channel, Adam the Tent Guy, where he talks about the event rental business, helping others get started so they can improve their life and work for themselves. Adam, welcome to the show. How's it going? It's going good. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, not a problem. It's a pleasure. You know, I'm super excited uh, for today. But before we really jump in, do you mind, you know, going ahead and talking about your journey? How did you get to where you are? And uh, we'll start there. Well, I'll give the quick journey of how I got into this business. And then I'll give the quick journey on how I started doing social media and YouTube and interviews and things like that. Yeah, so please. In, so in college, I just had a roommate who worked for a party rental company. I'd occasionally work with him. And then during the summer, I came home and worked for another party rental company. But that's when I saw the invoices. And I was like, oh, my God, they're making a lot of money from these tents, tables and chairs and stuff. So like two weeks before the end of college, I decided I was going to max out my credit cards, cash in my bonds that my grandparents were giving me throughout my whole life, thinking that one day I could buy a house with it. But really, you know, they didn't come up to that much. And then, you know, I put took out an ad in the penny saver and local paper. This was before this was 2000. Two, I think, uh, before like everyone had a website and just started renting stuff out and then just kept reinvesting the stuff, reinvesting the stuff until one day you wake up and you're like, holy crap, I'm making a lot of money. Uh, so that's the party rental business. Then getting into media video casting, is that how you call it? Because I'm not an audio it, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'm not really an audio podcast because my business is highly visual. So you need to see what's going on. If I was just talking about it, you'd just be confused. So I have a lot of competitors that come into the warehouse because we sub rent from each other. You know, there's no reason why someone's going to turn down a $5,000 job if they don't have 10 chairs. They're going to come get the 10, 10 chairs from me. So when they're in the warehouse, I'm showing them stuff like, oh, you should do this. You should get this. You should, you know, this will improve your business. And none of them seemed to care. They were just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, they were set in their ways. So I was I was watching some other guy on YouTube and all he did was point a camera at his face and talk very minimal editing. I didn't really want to edit. I'm busy enough as it is. So I was like, I can do that. So I just started pointing a camera in my face and what I was doing and talking. And then a lot of people started joining and a lot of people started their own party rental business based off of the YouTube channel. This is incredible. So your YouTube channel, like really, um, attracts the people attracts people and it grows your business right so sounds like the youtube channel worked out pretty good for you and your business yeah well so i didn't really know what i was going to do with it um i was just i was just doing it so it was about two and a half years of it there growing uh and then i did like a patreon and people pay if people don't know what patreon is is they basically pay for like perks and um, i have perks where you can talk to me on the phone 
you can text through the app, things like that. So I started making money doing that consulting basically. Uh, and then I saw the opportunity, like, you know, how am I going to monetize this in a real way? There's, I don't like doing reviews. I don't like doing sponsored posts. I, I'm really, I really feel icky about making money. I make a lot of money to begin with. So I feel icky making money on social media. If it's not something that I feel is 100% authentic, I'm not going to fake anything. Um, yeah. so how, how am I going to do this? So I, I started an online course and the YouTube channel gives basically all the info away for free. Someone could learn the entire business if they watched all, I think I got like 1500 videos on there. Um, but like most people, they'll watch a few and then they'll be like, all right, buy on the course. This is great. So I was going to ask you, you know, I guess you got, you had to get really clear on what the business was and uh, knowing what business you're in. Do you want to touch on that? Yeah, this goes for every business, including you people out there listening about the podcast business. You got to know what business you're in. And most people are actually very confused, not confused about it. They just never thought about it and they don't know what business they're actually in. I own a party rental company. Most people are going to say I'm in the party business, but in no way, shape or form am I in the party business at all. I am in the material handling and logistics business. I got to get stuff from the warehouse to the truck, truck to the site, and then reverse the whole process. And logistics, I got to make sure all that runs smoothly. So once I really learned that, I could focus on getting all the different kinds of tools to make tents go up faster, putting things on wheels, getting loading docks and trucks with lift gates, things that are going to make your day just move faster. Because if you can get done the same amount of stuff in eight hours, but in six hours, now you have two hours, you can go home, you can fit more stuff in, you're being more profitable. And a lot of people, you know, they don't really know what they're in. I was talking to a chiropractor before, and he had about 60 people that came in every month. And he was doing a lot of research, a lot of talking to people. And he found out the same thing I did. You got to understand what business you're in. His business is actually customer acquisition. So he spends a lot of time making TikTok videos, Instagram videos, informational, funny, just all over the place. But what it does is it draws people in. So he spends a majority of his time making content about chiropractic and his chiropractic practice grew from 60 people a month to 400 people a month. So he realized he's in the customer acquisition business, not so much chiropractic. And here in the podcast, video cast world, um, you and I were talking, a lot of people have a mistake where they want to get everyone in, uh, get as many downloads as they can, but you were saying, go ahead. Yeah. So same goes with what you talked about with the chiropractor on um, some sort of level there, but any compared to this, like it resonates because a lot of people get confused. You know, they often think in the podcast world anyways, uh, you know, they're trying to grow their business and they think that by using their podcast and they think that having more downloads is the answer. And there are times that that works, but it's not that often. I mean, the, the, the thing that people really have to understand is, you know, get crystal clear on who it is you're looking to attract and do that. Get clear on who it is you're attracting and then attract those people who are going to build your business. Um, 
get good at filtering out who you're looking for. Um, you know, what's your niche? What's your niche? of people that you're looking for and attract them. You know, downloads are not always the answer to driving revenue from the pop from the podcast. Um, a lot of the time it is attracting the right people that, you know, are going to grow your business and add value to your podcast. If you're bringing them on safer interviews and just getting clear on that and narrowing it down, is going to make a huge difference. So I definitely resonate with that. It's just like, is, is, are you wasting time just, you know, waiting for downloads and stuff like that? Or are you looking to grow your business uh, with the revenue and, and um, quality leads and stuff like that? Right. How do you get people to like really focus in on who their audience is? Do, do you like tell them, go join these Facebook groups that are part of this world that you're already in and start making posts? Or how do, how do you really get niched down? So you really got to get good at filtering out what you want. So say you have a high, t- so for us, like we attract our dream customers to our business because we filter, uh, filter them out by using minimal viable customer characteristics. So for us, uh, we attract people with a high ticket offer who have a podcast and um, are six figures or higher. So because a lot of people who actually have joined our program previously have talked about, you know, we have a lot of leads, like so many leads, but none of them can either afford our program or, you know, they're just not the right fit. So it's getting clear on when your offer and, and getting clear on who it is you're attracting because those people that can afford your offer are out there and it's getting clear on, you know, what your offer is and then who those people are and attracting the right ones. So there's many different ways to go about it. Um, but we try to keep it simple, you know, with what we're doing um, behind the scenes and stuff. In a nutshell, all it is is figuring out exactly and getting clear on who it is you're attracting, making sure you're clear on your offer. Um, and then based on that, building those relationships. And from there, if they're a fit, they'll join your program, right? So right. that's in a nutshell. But talking about client acquisition, I know that you mentioned that uh you know, you attract people from your YouTube channel and they can obviously watch all, I can't remember how many episodes you said you had quite a lot. 1500. Yeah. 1500. And, uh, a lot of them just join your program now. Um, so I guess my question is your, the client acquisition. So these people who are, you know, joining your program, are they coming directly from YouTube or referrals, or do you want to just talk a little bit about that process? Yeah, so they're coming directly from YouTube or TikTok. I recently started on accident a TikTok channel because um, I, I go on social media not for entertainment. I go on to learn stuff. So I, I was like, let me try TikTok. There's got to be people talking about business on there. It turned out and well for you, though, didn't it? It blew up, yeah, didn't it? <laughs> yeah, uh, it got to the 80,000 people. That's so, amazing all these people on TikTok were just doing like clickbait scammy kind of things. And I was like, I'm going to talk about real businesses because obviously through 20 years of doing this, I meet a lot of people. I know a lot of side hustles. I know a lot of businesses uh, and I've researched a lot of businesses. So I started making videos of that and then I just blew up. So I was keeping this TikTok channel called real world side hustles separate from the, from the tent guy. Cause they're two different worlds, but I started to talk about my tent business and people got really interested in that. So occasionally I'll post videos on that. And then it, it's, uh, it seems like if I post a video on anything in the event rental business that day, I get a lot of people signing up. If I don't post videos, then no one signs up. But um, 
So I'm getting a lot from there because those people know nothing about me. They don't know that I have a YouTube channel about tents, but they see this. They're like, this seems like a viable business. I'm going to go buy mm-hmm. the course. The YouTube people, a lot, I don't get as much from the YouTube people because the people who've been with me since the beginning have seen every single video. But if someone just comes into the channel and is like, oh, this business is crazy and they see I have a course, then I feel like in their head, it's like just, it's just better to buy it than spend hours and hours and hours watching 1500 videos. So the, the journey, I didn't think anything of this. And, and, um, I, I don't call myself a YouTuber. I'm just a dude who does YouTube. I feel like there's mm-hmm. a difference. Like a lot of people have a fake kind of personality or they put a lot of into the editing or it's really fancy. I don't do that. I'm just a dude who does YouTube. So I come off as authentic, which I am. I don't sugarcoat anything. Even when I'm selling my course, my first video is this business is hard and you might not be able to do it. So, um, so I tell the truth. So this authenticity, which I wasn't meaning to do, it just is the way I am, gets people to trust me and I'm not going to like bullshit them with a crappy course. Yeah. And I think it's important, you know, the trust is number one. Building that relationship with them is huge with business. You know, that's one of the, and the fact that you have so many episodes, you know, already up, even before these say potential clients come to you further down the line or as they are, who knows how long they've been listening and watching you for, right? So they, they already are building that relationship and getting to know you and trust you, right? So I think that's huge with YouTube channels and uh, the same with podcasts, right? Right. Yeah. So do you, um, I guess my next question was going to be actually um, with closing sales um, off of your YouTube channel. Um, do you get people? Okay. So people who come to you for, to ask questions about the program and stuff like that. Um, how do I guess my question, sorry, I messed that question up with people coming off um, the YouTube channel. What is like the sales like ratio? Is it, is it often pretty good from YouTube or is it coming from other places? It's mostly at this point, it's mostly coming from TikTok people who don't know I have the YouTube channel. Um, That's so cool. And the sales funnel, I, I pre-launched the course. So Mm -hmm. I was getting a lot of questions and I was like, okay, that should be included. I should have a video about what's in the course. People were asking, so what's in the course? So I made a video that laid out my entire outline because I have an outline. Um, I just showed them that. Uh, And then anytime someone had a question, I was like, okay, that should be added. So I personally don't have to do any closing. They come from the YouTube or they come from the TikTok and the website does does it all. So I I don't have to be answering anyone's questions that's awesome and with the people coming on um you know in this ideal world what would your dream guest or your dream customer look like who joins the course like i know there's a lot of it goes into like are they a fit or are they not a fit kind of thing do you do you have anything on that well it's hard to say what would my dream person be it's i mean it's up to them they can buy the mm-hmm. course and then you know, not finish it, but it's up to them if they're going to complete the course and start one of these businesses. Um, I can't really make them do it. Yeah. Uh, I guess my ideal person would be someone who's actually going to take the course because I can see their progress, finish it, start their business and become a millionaire. And then one day, uh, send me a whole bunch of money to say, thank you. 
For sure, right? That's That would be ideal for sure. Now, tell me about your thoughts on organic and um, paid acquisition. Uh, so I, I don't do any paid acquisitions. So, so I've never <laughs> even thought about it. Everything yeah. is organic. What's uh, your favorite strategy with organic? Just make videos that are truthful and authentic yeah. and put them out there. That, that's yeah. really it. Um, I barely do tags. Like uh, if people are searching how to do a party rental business, and that's a big search on Google, uh, whether it's oh, yeah. houses or tents or whatever. A lot of people see the business and they're like, oh, let me learn more about that. So everything I do is just organic and barely any tags and people come. I, I guess that kind of goes back to one of the other things like, oh, you edit this, right? Okay. I just we, we, my... we don't always edit it, but we will. We will. Well, you messed up first. so. <laughs> oh, yeah. I always um, do. I roll with it. <laughs> Where was I going with that? Um, They're organic. Okay. So because I do mostly or or nearly all organic, I'm getting people who are actually interested in this. I'm not attracting anyone who sees it and is like going to be wishy-washy, you know. Mm -hmm. You're attracting the right people. Yeah, because I do no tags. I do no paid um, ads. So the the people are looking for it are going to find me one way or the other. Awesome. So what about um, the guests that you interview on this YouTube channel? What kind of guests are you interviewing and um, how do you go about finding them? So it varies from a professional who's been in the business doing tents and stuff for a long time, or maybe they're a manufacturer or they have some sort of product that makes their lives easier to a person who's been in the business 10, 15, 20, 30 years to a person who just started and then I've done yeah. a few where they, they have not started at all and those ones are usually live interviews uh, so that everyone can join and we can kind of all talk to them and give them suggestions um, I find them from Facebook groups and anyone who's listening to this if you're thinking about starting a business um, there's like a million Facebook groups for any business. So you can go in there and just like observe for a while and then start to get involved. And obviously there's a bunch of, I mean, I said there's a billion uh, Facebook groups for businesses. There's like 30 billion for podcasting. Oh yeah. yeah. So many there's, you're right. Like they're out there <laughs> now. Tell me a little bit about, you know, I guess your, your main focus and desire right now with, the YouTube channel, um, and how it affects your business. So at this point, I'm, because I have the YouTube channel and the course, I get a little scared. Like, hmm, if I keep giving it all away for free, are people going to come pay for it? Um, so that's something I'm struggling right now, but the main focus is really just keep doing what I've been doing. My TikTok is about side hustles and businesses. And I throw in party rental stuff my YouTube channel. Um, I can't be afraid. I just got to throw in what whatever I'm feeling that day uh, and not be afraid that I'm giving, giving it away for free. And then would you say like, you know, so that's a challenge then because you do give content away for free and you're concerned possibly that, you know, they're just going to take the free stuff and, and not come and actually buy. So that's one of the struggles right now. What about um, 
is there any pain points with, you know, yeah, I guess what's your pain point within the business, say without, if you didn't have the YouTube channel, is there any pain points that you're dealing with that has nothing to do with the YouTube channel at the moment with the business? At the moment, no, everything's streamlined, but to not be, that's a boring answer. A few years no, you're ago, fine. no, you're so fine. a few years ago, the pain points were like, I have all this fancy, I call it fancy equipment, the higher end stuff, and it's just taking up a lot of room and no one's renting it. And if it gets rented, it gets rented once a month. Uh, and it's like, this, this is ridiculous. I spent all this money on this. So I mm-hmm. sold off all of that to focus more on the core business, the stuff that goes out every single weekend. And that can go for any business. Like a lot of times people are like, oh, I want that for my business. I want, you know, it seems cool. That's the next step. But a lot of times it's not. Uh, just because it's fancy or whatever does not mean it's going to go out. Just focus on your core. And when your core is entirely maxed out, you can't squeeze another penny out of your core business. And then you can start kind of going into the other areas. Growing it other ways. Yeah. Yeah. So that was a few years ago. Now, like I have no, I got rid of all my annoying equipment. I got rid of the fancy stuff that wasn't going out that much. Not, it's just smooth sailing now. Good, good. Now we know as like uh, entrepreneurs and business owners, you know, often there's times that, well, actually all the time to get to the next level, there's, you know, new challenges. How would you describe within your journey, you know, some of the toughest challenges that you think often other entrepreneurs probably deal with as well? Being afraid to raise prices. um, Increasing offers. Being afraid to like go after the customer who's trying to like avoid you. Not really afraid, but uncomfortable with it. Um, But you got to get paid. Follow up with them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I like that you're like, summarizing each thing I say well Um, you're making very valid points (laughs) yeah uh thank you uh those are like the big things that I've been talking to people about I was talking to some dude you know I think he's in his second year and he's worried about going after the person who owes him a few hundred bucks they you know they owe you a few hundred bucks go you know go after him yeah yeah I mean why wouldn't you that's your money. That's your business's money. Yeah. So based on, I always ask this question on my interviews, um, just to see the different answers. Based on where you're at today, if you were to double your profit and revenue in one year, what would be the changes that you would have to make? Or what are some of the new challenges that would come along? Number one, I don't want to. Okay. Um, I'm happy where I am. There could be a lot more money to make. But the changes that would be, need to be made would be I'd have to double the amount of people that work for me. I'd have to double, double, your the, mm-hmm. double the equipment, uh, which then all this doubles the headaches. I have a the friend that I worked with in college. His company is a $10 million party rental company. He has 100 employees. He's got 30 trucks. He's got two giant warehouses. More stress. He makes, he makes $10 million a year. Yeah, but it's great. But that's not where I want to be. Uh, I make yeah. about a million, I make about a million and that is like a good zone. Yeah. Go, going up to and 2 million happy. does not necessarily mean more profit either. Mm. So yeah, absolutely. It's just a question I ask. I yeah. ask everyone who comes on, um, cause there are a lot of people who are looking to grow. Um, 
but like being happy where you are and you know because sometimes like money doesn't equal freedom right obviously so um just more time and stress and time and often goes in there so I get that for sure now my course because it's all automated sure let's double that let's you know I make the course website does its work I'm, I'm fine with doubling that like increasing the offer with the course and making more money with that just getting more people just more people buying it people. I don't necessarily yeah. want to raise the price of it or anything yeah just attracting more people into the course I I, I think that's awesome and um would you say that uh, okay so would you say with the course the most people that are are joining are you mentioned those are the ones from the YouTube channel right it's hard to like I can't tell where it narrow. came from um, yeah, but what I know. it, what it seems part. like is I make a TikTok video and then people sign up. So it's kind of seems like they're more coming from TikTok. That's it. Okay. Yes. I know you mentioned the TikTok is blowing up. Well, that's awesome. Cause it sounds like what you're doing on, on TikTok is, is, um, working well for your business, you know, and selling the course. Um, I like the sounds of that. And, you know, I was just on another interview before this with a guy talking about his TikToks and he does just short clips even from his YouTube channel and podcast, he'll shorten the clips, put it on TikTok and it just, it blows up. So it's intriguing for sure. Yeah. So when, when you're watching TikTok, there's always a bunch of podcasts on there, just little clips. Oh, yeah. So I would say anyone who's doing a podcast, film it as well. So you can take the little clips and put them up there. And then your link is to your podcast. Um, Cause I feel like TikTok is a discovery place where, it just kind of shows you things. Uh, whereas if you're just relying on people searching for you, maybe they're never going to, they're never going to search or find you. But then that comes back to maybe they're not, they're not the right clientele. They're not the right fit. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, I know there's whole different kinds of podcasts, but if yours is definitely like an entertainment kind of like podcast and you want as many people as you can. So throwing clips up on t- TikTok would be good. Yeah, definitely would help. Um, This is all amazing, you know, and I think like what you're doing is great. And the fact that you're attracting people from TikTok, that's, that's exciting. And would you, um, do you have any suggestions for the people listening today that are thinking about using a YouTube channel or because it's basically to me, YouTube and podcasts are quite a bit similar. Um, Any suggestions when people are thinking about it, but kind of have that fear factor still in their mind about you know going ahead and jumping in with it uh, anything I mean, to suggest them? there's nothing to be afraid of you're already sitting in front of a microphone talking on an audio podcast right just set up a camera and some lights and uh look at all the big podcasts like joe rogan most people yeah. come through joe rogan through his youtube clips or his tiktok clips and then they go join spotify and listen to him on there. There was you, you ever watched oh, it's always sunny in Philadelphia. That TV uh, show? I, I haven't watched it. No. Okay. People know what it is though. So they started a podcast yeah. and it was audio only. And then they quickly went to video as well. So a lot of people are watching them on YouTube and just listening to them. And depends on where they are in their day, if they're at their desk, they'll just listen to them. So a lot of people are finding them who wouldn't have otherwise otherwise found their podcast through uh tiktok and youtube yeah exactly so I, I would say you're already sitting there you're already talking you already got everything 
you just need a few more things and then it's going to spread it more. And if you're, if you're worried about not finding the right people, at least on YouTube, you can put tags to niche yourself down. TikTok is you're just going to like show up places. Yeah. Well, it's been amazing having you on here today, Adam. And I think what you're doing is awesome. And like your business is running really smoothly the way it, where it's at today. And, uh, I enjoy to hear what happens next in it. I'm going to follow you on TikTok, TikTok um, and check out your YouTube channel some more. So if anyone's looking to connect with you, Adam, what would be the best way? Um, the best way. <laughs> yeah. So I barely check Instagram. It would be uh, the Facebook, the tent guy on Facebook. Perfect. The tent guy on Facebook, everybody, if you're looking to connect, please give him a, give him a shout on Facebook. So Adam, it was a pleasure having you on today. Thanks so much. I appreciate you taking the time out of your day to jump on my show and, you know, share this value with my listeners um, because that's what I'm looking for. I want people like you sharing value and um, talking about the real life journey and stuff like that as well. All right. Well, thank you for having me on. Absolutely. Group, if you're listening and enjoyed, please like and subscribe. If you're a six-figure or higher entrepreneur looking to come on the show just like Adam did today, please go ahead to uh, top100interviews.com, fill out an application. We'd love to have you on as well. Thanks so much, guys. Catch you on the next episode. Hey, everyone. I hope you really enjoyed that episode. As always, if you want to listen to more daily interview content, make sure you subscribe. And here's three ways I can help you in your business for free. One, check out my video on how we're building a pipeline that produces 30 plus prime sales calls every single week using podcast setters and a basic interview funnel. And this is actually how I was able to quit social media forever. You can go to podcastrebels.com forward slash setters. Two, if you're a six or a seven figure entrepreneur with a podcast, we actually want to interview you on one of our top 100 shows. Head to top100interview.com and then three, download our podcast closing formula. It shows you how to create a podcast sales team that books out your sales calendar each week using the podcast closing client attraction method. And you can go to podcastrebels.com forward slash podcast formula. Now at podcastclosing.com, we help six and seven figure entrepreneurs with podcasts create a system for predictable client acquisition without relying on paid advertising or social media by building out podcast sales teams. Now, if you want help turning your podcast into a high ticket client acquisition machine, then book a call with our team to see how we can help. Go to podcastrebels.com forward slash chat. All right, guys, we'll see you in the next interview.